Hey folks, uh, this is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... I'm Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. And we're here to uh, uh, podcast about Catholic things, um, and once again, we missed a week. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, <clears throat> well, and, and before we get started, though, i got to give the beer of the week. Uh, this <sighs> week, it's Nefarious Harbor, uh, which is a New England IPA brewed by Evil Czech Brewery in Mishawaka, Indiana. Well, it's not like... It's not like they could enjoy this beer with us. Well, I know, but they could go out and, and like, try it out. Sometimes people like exploring new things. I think if he's going to pull this crap, I think Danny should have to send me at least one of the beers before he tells me, well, this is what we're drinking. That's a good point. That's a good point. I should make sure that... I've got coffee. uh, That's all I got. Coffee? I'm going to have the coffee of the week. what kind of coffee you got? What's the coffee of the week? Folgers. It's not Folgers, is it? It's always Folgers. (laughs) I never have anything but Folgers. I'm going to have to send you some coffee along with the beer then. Have you seen my new coffee maker? I did. Does it have a grinder? No. <laughs> then what good is it? <laughs> I don't grind my coffee. I just, it's, that's too much work. I'm going to post a picture well, of my coffee maker. It's a... It's, you need to put it on, on our website. Yeah, it's got six pot warmers and it's got two brewing stations. Um, I, I just, I saw it in a, in a, at an auction. And uh, it was only going for five bucks. I'm like, I got to try to get that. So I got it for five it's a crowd bucks. pleaser. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said it's a crowd pleaser for sure. Yeah. And uh, I walked in with that thing. Vicky was so angry at me. <laughs> Where are you going to put that okay, thing? You, you have it in the kitchen though, right? Yeah. I, I hooked it up in the kitchen and hooked the water up to it. And now I, mm-hmm. in the morning, I just go in and press a button. I got a full pot and, of coffee. And you get to pick. You can pick from either of two brewing uh, ports. Well, and you can set your pot on any of six burners. <laughs> Look kinda, at all the options you have. <laughs> kind of. What happened is if I if I plug both of the brewing ports in, uh, it'll blow a fuse. Oh, so, so you've got a little bit of work. I can with either rewire oh. and get a and a, uh, a dedicated line, or I could just only use one brewer, which is what I'm doing. Okay. Or find out what else is competing with it and tell them to turn it off. The refrigerator. Oh, <laughs> I guess that doesn't work. <laughs> right. The, uh, so, the fruit's going to go uh, soggy. I got to yeah, lose some coffee. Yeah, you guys are going to have to go ahead and drink spoiled milk for a week while I figure this out. Okay, well, um, today we are talking about... I, I don't even know how to describe what we're talking about. We're talking about... I was going to say truthers because I thought okay. I thought truthers was a general term, but it's actually not. Truthers are people who believe that nine eleven was a conspiracy that that people like George Bush knew about and could have stopped but didn't. But I guess okay, it's not just them though. I wanted to talk about conspiracy theories in general, which include. Uh, geocentrists, flat earthers, uh, what is it? Oh, the, the ones who, I don't know what you call them. They deny we landed on the moon. Uh, oh, right. Uh, right. 9-11 people. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a couple. Well, you know who would be included in that well, is the yeah, traditionalists. O- yeah. The uh, trans, Oklahoma City. Uh, Oklahoma, who? Uh, Tim. The people who think the Oklahoma City bombing was, you know. Tim McVeigh? A, a is that his thing. name? Tim. Yeah, Timothy McVeigh was just a patsy oh, and so forth. No, he was just a nutcase who decided to yeah. kill people. Hmm. Well, I mean, you go all the way back. I mean, uh, the uh, 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 President Kennedy. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. That, well, yeah, whole see. Group of truthers, conspiracy theorists. And it's easy to believe a lot of these. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people spend hours and hours and days and weeks and years building up a case for something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can't prove them wrong, you know? Yeah. Or at least yeah. it would be very hard to prove them wrong because you can't really prove a negative. You can only prove a positive. So Right, right. But if the central tenet is that anything that's presented as proof is part of the conspiracy. Right, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, as 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 a, uh, a, a quick, and, and maybe I'm divert, diverting the conversation here, but a quick. By the way, folks, uh, just so you know, we don't plan these conversations ahead at all in case you couldn't tell. We like pick a topic and then just kind of have at it. Right. So 
it goes in ways that neither one of us quite expected it would when these things. Right. Um, so as a, as an intellectual exercise, uh, let's assume for a minute that all the conspiracy theories are, are correct. I, now you can't really do that because some of them contradict others. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's assume they're all correct. Um, does that change what we need to be about as Christians? You know, it's like I brought this up and I had a point I want to get to, but you just jumped right there. Okay, I thought I was. There. I thought it was. All right, guys. So uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's get to that point later and talk a little bit about some of the conspiracy theories. Right. <laughs> uh, but that is that is the main point when it comes to being a Catholic and trying to live your life out the way a Catholic should. That's really the question you got to end up uh, asking, and most of the time right, it doesn't right. change what you need to do every day and stuff like that. There is, mm-hmm. there are some cases it might though. For example, the, okay. the trads. Uh, I, well, I don't, I hear, you know, these uh, conspiracies that, that uh, Pope XXX was uh, kidnapped and then they elected another Pope, even though he was actually alive. So they've got this whole fake, uh, um, fake papacy uh, thing. I, yeah. I have not heard of the kidnapping theory. I was bringing that. I don't. I don't know about ki- kidnapping, but I've heard that. Oh, okay. Uh, but, but yeah, they have that. There was a secret uh, conclave held, and they elected another pope, uh, and just things like that. And yeah, and I guess if uh, if we really had a false pope, and this other guy is claiming to be pope, telling us we got to do this, well, then maybe that would change what you would do if it were so, true so or if you thought it was have true. they because i mean we've we've both known you know a lot of trads and you know there's there's i, I don't know how many of our listeners know what trads even are i, I the, think the, probably but, most of them do but a, a trad is you, it, yeah it's kind of changed though because a lot of people who are actual catholic um consider themselves to be traditional but the way we've always looked at it, a trad is someone who is actually broken off from the church. They are not Catholic anymore because they don't recognize, say, Pope Francis as the Pope. <clears throat> right. But but they didn't recognize uh, John Paul II as the Pope. Right. Either. Or, you know, going back, I think even well, like Paul the Vatican, or yeah. John the 23rd. Yeah. I mean, Vatican II was their point. Well, this shows yeah. that we are under, right. living in a false church or whatever. Yeah, they consider Vatican II to have been a false council under a false pope and everything that happened since then to be the false church, um, and including the, the mass that was created by Paul VI afterwards and so mm-hmm. forth. I guess that's, so, the, that's the only conspiracy I would say... Uh, kind of matters. <laughs> right, because the other ones usually don't. But then again, they kind of do, especially as you get further and further away from what appears to be happening. For example, uh, right. flat earthers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to walk around and talk about a flat earth, um, you got to have some kind of reason for doing that. And if you're going to talk about yeah. them faking the moon landing, you got to have some kind of reason for this. And I've yet to hear any reason. Like the right. the the arguments I've had with people, and I, I'm surprised that I would have these arguments with people because... I, up until like two years ago, I didn't even know these people existed. Um, but the the arguments are always, well, um, NASA is fake and uh, they're doing it to get money and, and giving evidence that this or this or this could be faked. Mm. Instead of saying, Not... this is why you would believe the Earth is flat. Right. You say, this is why... Right. Uh, the earth is not I, I i don't even know how to explain yeah. it because it's so well, bizarre sometimes the, the flat earth one is you know it, it's kind of funny i um i learned about flat earthers when i was and i don't even know that they called them flat earthers then i don't think that that was a term yet um it was around i want to say uh around at the right around the turn of the century maybe you know 99 2000 yeah. around there uh, internet was was a thing, but it wasn't quite as fully developed as it is now. We certainly didn't have Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And um, I mean, at least not in the you know, popular sense that that thing like that is. But but you had search engine, you could go and search for things. Well, I was talking, to, I, I was thinking about 
kind of uh, things like Christopher Columbus and, and people say, well, before Columbus, people thought the earth was flat. Columbus proved it's round, you know, stuff like that. And, and, and you know, we know that's not really the way it was. Right. Um, and, and I got to think and I said, you know, I bet that, that among the, the general, you know, what you consider the scientific of the day, I bet there was really never a period in most of human history um, when the general consensus of people who cared about such questions was that the earth was flat rather than round. I think throughout most of the history, people understood the earth as a sphere. And I and I went online to do a search to try to, you know, find out whether there's anything that's been written, you know, history of science development or anything like that that could show that there was a period when the general uh, intelligent uh, scientific class I don't mean intelligent, I mean learned scientific yeah. class of people believed that the earth was flat. And it, I, I didn't find anything about that question, but I found out that the, there's a, a thriving, um, and at the time it was extremely small, but very dedicated uh, community of people who believe right then and there that the earth is flat. <laughs> and it floored me. <laughs> yeah, you kind of left scratching your head like, well, um, <laughs> there's yeah. so many ways to prove this. and. Not one of you have decided to just look, maybe go up in an airplane yeah. and exactly, exactly. And it's it's uh, it's kind of bizarre. And then and there, there's also, you know, Jason was telling me about a book he had uh, picked up, and the book was uh, Old Earth versus New Earth, and mm-hmm. um, oh, the theory about the age of the Earth, right, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, what we're talking about now aren't necessarily conspiracies, but it is ex- just interpretations of science that we kind of know means... what's what for a lot of things. We we know that the Earth yeah. is round. It's there's no real right. reason to have a discussion about that, and there's no. But Any anyway, than, there mm-hmm. might be a discussion about uh, a young Earth. I don't know. I've never heard a good one, but uh, maybe there is. Mm-hmm some evidence out there that the earth is young. But uh, one of the things in this book, Jason said, is that they, uh, they said that there is a model, a geocentric model that works. A geos. Oh, the, the young earth book has a geocentric model that worked. Well, is it a spherical? It's, it's not flat though, it's, right? It is. It's spherical, but it's, it's not but even, they the don't even tell the model. They just say that it exists. That mathematically they can oh. they can show where the plants are going to be, and I know they had some sort of model that predicted some things at one time. Oh. But Ptolemy had a model that was you know pretty yeah. good at predicting movements of planets and stuff like that. But but it, the model didn't work because it didn't explain anything. It just you know it it's, it, was, it it was a extrapolation model it said oh mathematically we see these behaviors and we continue to see the same behaviors he had a model that had planets and orbits and epicenter orbits and all that kind of stuff Um, but it didn't present a cohesion that explained one planet's movement uh, with a underlying reason that also explained the other planet's movement and so on and so forth right well you know what occurs to me is that um there's no real reason to believe that the earth is at the center that i can think of i don't what where i'm scratching my head is 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 there some kind of religious reason why we should believe that uh the sun goes around the earth and i can't find any and you know it's it's interesting my because my son was just talking about this the other day and i and i forget why he brought it up but he mentioned that he reads a lot about you know philosophy of science and stuff like that and he said actually um, among those in that same society, before Ptolemy came up with his Earth-centric model with the, the planets on, on orbits, with epicenter orbits and stuff like that, um, most of the community, the again, the learned community, before him actually considered uh, the, the, the universe to be heliocentric. Yeah. And by coming it... up with his model, he actually convinced people to leave that view and join an Earth-centric view, yeah, I did, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I but, never knew that. <laughs> um, the funny thing is that there are still people who believe it, and yeah, um, it seems like a religious matter to them. just as much and, you know, as uh, the nine eleven truthers and the mm-hmm. 
uh, I can, I can kind of see young versus old earth might, might enter into something there, but, uh, mm-hmm. the flat earthers, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other conspiracies. I mean, they really, they're really passionate about it. Yeah. And yeah. what I've never understood is if most of this, a lot of this stuff is provable by math. If you're that passionate about it, why don't you just do yeah, especially the science stuff. I mean, you know, some of the other conspiracies, uh, historical event type conspiracies, okay, I get that it's not necessarily provable. You have to, at some point, either take somebody's word or decide you're going to reject everybody's word. Right. But, but yeah, exactly. A lot of this stuff, you can see it. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting because um, you, you say that it, it becomes a religion for a lot of people. And I think about, like, for example, my own um sense of groundedness in say the catholic faith i you know i use the catholic faith sort of as a lens to interpret what i know mm-hmm. to, to be able to see and, and understand things that occur so somebody you know brings up some fact and it's like oh okay well that makes sense within the catholic faith or mm-hmm. okay you know according to the catholic faith uh, for example like, okay we we talk about marriage uh marriage you know it's a committed relationship between a man and a woman for the sake of raising the children blah 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 and on and on Okay, so somebody might point out, well, you know, for most of the history of the world, most of the population of the world didn't have that exact concept of marriage. It's like, well, okay, uh, from my vantage point in the Catholic faith, they might think that what they're pointing out is that our concept of marriage is therefore somehow invalid because it's not endorsed by the majority of the world throughout world history. But to me, it's just, well, that makes perfect sense because the very first parents fell and you know, through sin in the world, people were going to come up with a lot of crazy ideas about about how to handle children and 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 be sexuality and all that kind of stuff. And they didn't have the church. Um, and and they didn't have the church. They didn't even have the Old Testament guidance of of God leading through prophets or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, so they would have got. I mean, the the whole story of the fall is how men got away from their humanity. Well, so you know, the the church already provides an explanation for that. And so sometimes it's like, well, okay, when somebody else has the same kind of rejoinder about, you know, for example, evidence of a 9-11 theory or something like that, they're engaging in the same kind of mental exercise, but it's like, well, what are they putting their faith in? You know, what, what justifies that kind of loyalty to an interpretation of the world uh, just for the sake of saying those people are lying and those people are lying and those people are lying. You don't gain salvation from it. You're not saying here's a path that's going to lead to eternal happiness or anything like that. You know, it, even it, if you, I think it goes to your question. Why? <laughs> yeah. Even if you've got the truth and you figured it out and you figured out who's lying and who's not, it doesn't really help you at all. Yeah. And yeah, that's, it's, I would say that's even the okay. case when it when in these religious uh, conspiracy. It we have to follow the church as we know it, and mm-hmm. um, just because you can, how do I say this? Provide some scenario in which it might be the false church, right? I think is what you're going for, right? Right, and that wouldn't that wouldn't make it sinful you for you to follow the visible church. Exactly. Exactly. Because and in uh, fact, it it might make it very even though you can come up with some scenario, you might still be acting very irresponsibly, even to the point of sin, to not follow the visible church. Right. So you've got this conspiracy that I don't know, you know, could conceivably be true, isn't very plausible, but mm-hmm. you're going to go ahead and go with this other guy who might or might not be a priest at this point, depending on whether or not your theory is true. And uh, yeah, exactly. On the other hand, we've got this church who is it's made up of people who are all fallen and uh, are doing some pretty terrible things. Um, but there's no indication that those kinds of people were never in the church before. I mean, we've always right. we've always had these people like yeah, it, uh, exactly the, the stuff that's happening in America now, there's no reason to think that this has never happened before. Well, we right. know that these kinds of things did happen. I don't know if it was ever this bad, but... I think sometimes... I, th- I think there were some times when it did get pretty bad. Um, maybe not in exactly the same wow. way, um, but 
you know, the same kind of abuses, especially, I would say probably it, it it's even likely that there were times when it was even worse because when you think of uh, leading, you know, the, the early and, and, and middle, middle ages, um, how uh, connected uh, ecclesiastical and civil government was. Right. There's um, incredible you know, opportunity the for would abuse. Appoint bishops and, exactly. That, that's, it, it was even more, the opportunity was even greater. The temptation of, of clerics to abuse their power because they also wielded a certain amount of civil authority uh, was even greater. There's no reason to think that, that, that they um, didn't also, you know, there, there weren't periods that they also uh, went through this. Now, um, you know, the, the modern age, there are certain kinds of evil that, um, that has a greater opportunity to gain a footing in people's hearts because of things like the communications that technologies we have and that kind of stuff. But in terms of the behavior of priests and bishops and, and the abuse of their authority, um, and how they maybe treated some of their parishioners and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I don't think, I think maybe ours is perhaps the most well-documented example. Well, that's definitely true. Uh, in history, you know, that's, and again, that's because of the kinds of communications technologies. Yeah, and yeah, it's just never existed before. I really hate to say this, but I, I think there's a, a sense of, uh, I don't know if you'd call it vanity or pride, and I think it's people wanting to believe that they themselves are somehow part of an elite group who has discovered oh. something that no one else has discovered. And Isn't that kind of like Gnosticism? Ancient religious idea, origin of Jewish Christian milieu, first, second centuries, believe that the material world's uh, uh, this is Wikipedia, not the Catholic explanation, believe that the material world's created by an, uh, basically a, uh, uh, an emanation of, a, of God, like a lower God, um, tapping, you know, divine, uh, trapping the divine spark within the human body, that divine spark, that, that divinity could liberate it by gnosis, which is like a spiritual knowledge acquired through direct experience. Uh, they taught that all matter is evil, uh, and the non-material spiritual realm is good. There's an unknowable God who gave rise to the creator of the material universe is not supreme God. You know, uh, I guess it, it doesn't could deal be with sin, just of... but it's this this idea of tapping into a a special kind of knowledge that we have and you don't. Yeah, it sounds the same to me. And and uh, they're kind of protected because they would say, well, it's not a secret knowledge. I try to tell everyone. It's just that nobody believes me. And it's like, well, you know nobody believes you because the things around us that we can see and all of the evidence that we have would point to your being wrong. But, okay, again, we get back to, well, I can can prove that this could happen. But there's... They never give me a reason to think that maybe it did, other than the fact that right. they've been able to figure it out and no one else has. You know, there's there's one, I'll, I'll give you the most reasonable conspiracy theory that um, that I'm aware of, um, and I, I think it's still bunk, I'm not I'm trying to, to promote it here, but mm-hmm. the, the one that is uh, just at least slightly reasonable uh, that people claim uh, is the moon landing one. Now, there's there's moon landing people who, you know, are flat earthers who think there's no way we could go to the moon for whatever reason, blood, you know, whatever. But but there's one school of theorists out there who say the very first moon land was a big old Hollywood hoax that was perpetrated because NASA was under the gun and they couldn't pull it off. But then subsequent moon landings really did happen. Okay, that's kind of one of those, well, then so what <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, okay, it, it, it's like, well, okay, you're not you're not putting yourself out there in terms of like just completely outside of normal human experience. Mm-hmm. But then, so what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's 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 kind of like the theory. Uh, there's a I have a book of of kind of common. Well, you know theory. why they say that? Why? Because we we can't. Uh, you would have a hard time proving the first landing, but you can prove that we've been oh. there. Oh, okay. Because you can with the mirrors, put telescopes up and and see. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we can the see any off the surface yeah, and that kind of. Stuff. We can't see yeah, any landing right, spots. I, mean. I wonder if the right, Hubble but, telescope can see the landing spots. On I've never looked that up. I mean, it'd yeah. have to be pretty powerful to see something that small. But uh, right, hmm. right. 
Okay. But since we've been there, why bother to hold on to a theory that, that we didn't get there the first time? Right. What does it matter? You know, it's again, it's, it's that, it's that Gnostic temptation that I have special knowledge. Yeah. You know, another, another part of this, and, and, and I think this is part, this is, this is a problem with, um, I, I guess it's cultural that, that we tend to do is to take science and make it a lot more complicated than, or, or make it sound more complicated than oh, we really right. have the ability to understand. So, yeah, you've got people, um, I, I'm trying to think, I've, I watched this, I don't know much about quantum mechanics. Um, I watch a documentary every now and then, and sometimes after watching it, I'll go up and look some stuff up to figure out what they're talking about. But this one documentary started talking about um, particles and things not behaving the way they normally would uh, and seeming to behave magically and mysteriously. And the more they talked about it, it's almost like the less they explained and mm-hmm. it it started to talk it started to sound and this was like this was on PBS i think but right. by the end of the show you're thinking you need you need a degree in in at least five different uh uh areas to figure any of this out but oh for example um they talked about this experiment where electrons were uh behaving a certain way and then they would uh, I think it was shine light on it or find some other way to observe the electrons as they're passing through this area. And then suddenly they stop behaving that way. And mm-hmm. in the show, they actually said uh, it's, it was apparent that observing the electrons, the observation of the electrons is what's changed their behavior. And I thought that's kind of, I don't that doesn't sound right to me, and it didn't sound right to me at the time. And I looked into it, and they were talking about Heisenberg <laughs> uncertainty uh, principle, and it just right. I, the way they make it sound is that it's so complicated that there's no hope of finding out what the truth is. So, uh, and this is the same way with things like evolution, um, climate change. They mm-hmm. make it sound like if you want to get to the truth, don't look at the science part of it. Just look at the the evidence that we're showing you. You know, oh, right, don't right. Uh, don't um don't don't dig and try to understand. Right. Just, just this guy said this, so it. probably he was lying yeah. and things like that. And I I think that I think that feeds the conspiracy theorists and it exactly. it makes it worse. Right. When they make science right. sound like some kind of secret religion, when it's not. Mm. If you question something, you can just go look it up. It's not hard. Or right. or find out how they figured it out and do it yourself. Yeah. Well, and, and, and when they try to make science, um, I don't know if the right word is like deify science, but they make science into something that can tell us more than it really tells us. Oh, yeah. That's another, yeah. That... That again, the the conspiracy theorists, the so-called truthers. I mean, they seize on that stuff. Uh, and and it the you know when people try to put science out there as as showing things that, that yeah anybody with with a reasonable like holistic sense of thinking that that can think about all the various parts of the world together, uh, they can see the bunk that oh you know what you you can say you did an experiment and here was the result, but. That doesn't have anything to do with with what you're saying. It claims, you know, right. science has proven, for example, God doesn't exist. To take an extreme example, um, you know, or like the, there was one that that just floored me. Uh, Stephen Hawking. Okay, he's yeah. supposedly brilliant, and I'm sure that in a certain mathematical way he is brilliant. But he made this this ludicrous statement. He, you know, because there's this question of well, the universe and 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 its origin and its fundamental origin. You know, he said, well, the universe is self-generating, and he said. Uh, and and as long as the words that that I remember that were put on the radio, uh, as they were read on the radio, I don't know if this is his words or a a trend, you know, kind of like a a reinterpretation by the guy that was saying it. But uh, what I heard was, as long as the law of gravity exists, the universe will always generate itself. It's like okay, really? That's a weird so thing to you, say. Exactly. It's like you don't even get that that you're you're putting out there a a um, a provision, uh, you know, as long as the law of gravity exists. Okay, well, why does the law of gravity... Let's suppose you're right about that. 
why does the law of gravity exist? Yeah, you know the, well, the you know the thing like is if, if you that. It, it, when people who scientists who have somehow become a public figure, they say mm-hmm. a lot of things like that, and if you. If you question them at all, it's kind of like, well, what, do you have a degree in physics? Are are you... Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's like, well, no, but I'm sorry. It just doesn't make sense. And yeah, the, if one of the points of science is to make things make sense, make things mm-hmm. understandable so that they can be predictable. And that doesn't help anyone, the kinds of things Stephen Hawking would, would lay out there. Say, yeah. And, you yeah. know, he would talk about wormholes, but I don't, I don't think... There was, I looked and I could not find any kind of real evidence that wormholes actually existed and, or, or that even potentially could exist. But he talked about them as if they happen all the time. Yeah. And yeah, as that's... if they were a definite. And it was kind of like, well, all right. <laughs> you know, I know, I mean, you know, there was a, uh, you know, I, I think, I think we could return, I, you know, I, one of the, the, uh, uh, scientists who who i have a lot of respect for he i mean he i wish he had been a little bit more um thoughtful in his thinking about god but but albert einstein was for example somebody who who didn't do that kind of stuff um he 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 was a plotter he figured things out and and he um he would work it and work it and work it until he understood it and and now some of his stuff is very difficult to understand for somebody who hasn't gotten you know the the math in order to be able to understand his equations and mm-hmm. uh you know that kind of stuff but there's an example of a guy who worked and worked and worked and worked and he came out with theories but but his theories weren't just statements about things like you know cosmology you know the, the right. universe is self-generating or anything like that his work was models and he so he had a model of for example space time and gravity and other stuff uh which he uh you know we know it as the theory of relativity and he you know published it and that kind of stuff well there's a guy who has developed a, a model with predictive value and to this day in our most sensitive capacities of all of our instruments to measure the effects of different kinds of things that that were that would show deviations from his model and the previous you know more classical model Mm -hmm. um his model has not yet been um it's continued to be predictive to to the right you know to the to the full extent of our ability to measure yeah um you know the funny thing you know the uh the show that I was talking about that talked about, they were talking about quantum mechanics. And one of the things they oh, talked mm-hmm. about a lot was the fact that Einstein, I don't remember exactly what they said, but the feeling you got is that Einstein's theories and Einstein's predictions were proven wrong and they had to come up with a new model. And they made it sound like if you've got, say, something really small, that classical mechanics doesn't apply to and i thought well maybe it does apply maybe it's just so small that you can't measure what's happening things like that and i my point is is that um when they use science to make something sound so scary that you can't figure out i think that a lot of conspiracy theories come out of that but okay my my point is that um It, it if it's okay to accept what appears to be true yeah and i a lot of people who who are unhappy with the world the way it exists and want to find some way to make it make more sense or maybe even change it um a lot of times fall for these theories that that uh that will i, I don't know how to say it how they'll make them see that it, well it I think a lot of times uh, it absolves them of, of, of certain responsibilities. Yeah. Because how many of these conspiracy theorists, you know, what are they? Often they're hermits. They go off and, and, and they eschew the rest of society. They don't participate in community and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah it it absolves them of responsibility. Isolate to be part themselves. Of the and, yeah. well, you know, I... And especially in the church, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we think of the uh, trads that we've known who who gather into this group or that group. And a lot of times those groups kind of 
shrink and then expand and then shrink and expand as people break off and start more groups, which is exactly right. what Protestantism is. And um, they just they they form these tiny little groups that don't trust anyone else, and so mm-hmm. they don't. Well, just financially, they don't take part in what's going on with the rest of the right, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's you know, <laughs> so that th- it does affect it does affect what we do because yeah, you know, that that's that's the thing we yeah that but you know we we have responsibilities as Christians to live in the world right and sometimes and, even and if to... you're accepting something that might not be true it's okay that's really what yeah. I wanted to even say to these conspiracy theorists it's okay. If everybody's lying to you and really this, there's some kind of conspiracy that's driving this or that, whether it's NASA mm-hmm. or the 9-11 campaign to raise money for people, who cares? Okay, yeah. maybe it's true. You don't really have much evidence that it's true, but maybe it is. Who cares? Uh, that's no reason not to trust all the institutions that we have to trust in order to make a living and get ourselves to heaven. And think of, and 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 provide a way for your kids to do so as well. I mean, okay. Right. If the if the government really did know about 9/11 and allowed it to happen in order to I don't know, have justification for launching a war in Afghanistan or whatever the theory says, even if that's the case, that doesn't absolve you of re- responsibility to participate in a political process and to participate in the schooling process for your kids and to try to make it so that the schools are reasonable places raising kids instead of coming, you know, having some of the goofy ideas that they're spreading in school. Yeah. It doesn't absolve you of responsibility to work to make the world a place that's friendly to the kingdom of God. We still have to serve the kingdom of God in the world as it is. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think that that says everything I wanted. To- Okay. <laughs> um, let's see here. You know what? Got... I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna soapbox here for just a quick second though, okay. because we we kind of almost touched on the topic. But we were talking about science, and okay, and there is a lot of science that you know. In order to get the science, you have to have a certain level of you know mathematical uh, understanding and that kind of stuff. But this this doesn't have much to do with conspiracy theory. But once in a while, people will say something like. Well, you know, I'm a man of science. I mean, you're talking to him about faith or whatever. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm a man of science. And it's like, oh, okay, what does that mean? And here's what's interesting about that. When people say, you know, well, I believe in science or I'm a man of science or whatever, think about what they actually, because the people you run across that say that, first of all, they haven't actually performed the science that informs all of the things that they're going to claim science says. Okay, they said, well, yeah, you you accept this religious authority, but I'm a man of science. Okay, well, what science have you done? Well, other people have done the science. Okay, what articles, what what research paper by these other scientists have you actually read? Well, Stephen Hawking said... See, they, they haven't even done that. What they've read is authors who summarize, authors who summarize scientific articles that other people actually... You know, research papers that other people actually write. And actually, there's probably even more levels of indirection before it finally gets into a book at a Barnes & Noble um, that they pick up off of a shelf that tells them that science has proved that uh, the universe came to existence without God or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So these people who say, oh, yeah, I believe in science, not in, in your authority, your religious authority, it's like, wait a minute, you're giving far more authority to somebody who's far less qualified to have that authority from you than I am <laughs> as yeah. a religious believer. It's got, see, um, I guess I'll, I'll explain something here kind of to the audience. Um, if you're like me and like most people, let's say in high school, ninth or 10th grade, you took algebra and you studied, you got through it, you learned to do what they wanted you to do. And then, um, you got out of high school and joined the real world and you forgot all of it. And then years later, your son or daughter comes and says, will you help me with this algebra problem? And you kind of, you know, I, I mean, it kind of looks a little bit familiar. It's not like you just pick it up and do it, but it looks a little familiar. And so you attack the world that way. Danny, on the other hand, um, if if you asked him to do the same calculus stuff he was doing 
in college, he would be able to do it even though he hasn't done it for 30 years. And my point here is that he's got one of those memories that once he understands some kind of uh, uh, notion, understands the equations, his mind just kind of grips onto it and he remembers it forever. So, uh, and, and we both come from a family that's very curious. My mom had so many books at our house covering so many different topics. And, um, we just dad dad had built like full walls i mean yeah built shelves to cover full walls to hold all the books we right have. and <laughs> so we just always had books and we've always read things and been curious about things and looked up things and so someone like danny even though he's not a scientist although he is a, an engineer but um understands what i think a lot of scientists don't understand and remembers more than most scientists probably remember so it's well, got to drive him scientists. nuts. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> when someone says not, I'm not a man of science, it probably drives science. him nuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, okay. Are we, we done with the subject? Uh, well, that's my soapbox. Okay. I'm done. Yep. All right. So let's look at current events and yeah, what kind we of got? some weird things happening. Um, so Pope Francis, along with... I, I don't know what the Moroccan King Mohammed uh, uh, something or other. I guess is Morocco is, it, is a Moroccan king. Is that a king from Morocco? Which Morocco? Yeah, Morocco. Is that um, in uh, Africa somewhere? Or? Um, yeah, in North North Africa. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Kind of like like yeah, near, okay. near the Mered- yeah, near the Mediterranean, Northwest or, you know, Africa. Um, yeah. Okay, so apparently this king. Uh, is calling for the protection of Jerusalem's multi-religious character. Um, this guy wants the it, wants the city of Jerusalem. For the rejection of Jerusalem's multi protection to be all Jewish. All protection of their multi-religious character. I think what it boils down to is this guy doesn't want uh, Muslims kicked out of Jerusalem. Oh, are are is Israel threatened threatening to do that? No, or is he but just let's face it, the uh the Jewish identity of Israel is getting stronger especially okay. with Trump um you know taking part in things like um uh, recognizing right. Jerusalem as the uh capital and uh Israel. Mm-hmm. the what was it the Gaza the Gaza Strip yeah or the Gaza Strip Gaza yeah. Strip mm-hmm. um things like that and I, I guess this is some kind of preemptive strike. I don't know on the part. I don't know why it's our pope is. I don't know. You know how that stuff always works, though. I mean, because because we've done that kind of thing as Catholics before too, right? What's that? Uh, you know, we have. Well, we fought over pr- protected the the multi religious like for example, uh, Berlin. Um, you know, mm-hmm. was a state uh, colony, whatever that that. You know, most most colonies in the New World didn't even allow Catholics to hold public office. Um, but but yeah. Maryland, Maryland Catholics could. And in fact, Catholic, you know, it's kind of like a Catholic state. And, and I'm very, very much simplifying the history here. But however, Catholics were not willing to say non-Catholics couldn't hold office. So what yeah. happened was that Protestants ended up in office and then said, okay, Catholics can't hold office anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's... Why, why would we expect... You know, and and Protestants were, I mean, they were at least Christian. Why would we expect that Muslims wouldn't try to do even more so, uh, you know, if as they continue to, to have control? I mean, the, the only reason to protect that, in my mind, is for Muslims to make a comeback and take Jerusalem back away as a Jewish center. Possibly by force. Well, from, probably from by force. Possibly, yeah, yeah, by force or, or whatever. Yeah. So I, but but you know the thing is, the Jews might or might not be inclined to 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 do that. I don't feel like they should have to do that. Right. Well, um, I don't know. Pope Francis felt like he had to join with this king. Weigh in on that. And and weigh in on it. I don't. Know. He's also uh, telling us that the plight of migrants was a wound that cries out to. I, what migrants? I don't know what At that All means. migrants? What does that mean? Anyone who migrates? I think he's talking about, he's talking about immigrants. Yeah. I, he, but that's where? He wants, I mean, to, he, he wants us to drop the word immigration and emigration because if you just say migrant, that just, that immigration implies a legitimacy to the idea of national borders. Mm-hmm. 
migrate into a country or out of a country. I think the, the attempt to relabel it all as just migration uh, is an attempt to um, get people to stop thinking of national borders as legitimate things. Yeah, and uh, I, it's I don't know silliness. what to say about this guy. I, I mean, it... But you know what's interesting with all of his recent, and I'm going to call him out on this in our little, uh, you know, uh, discussion here. Uh, you know, he really doesn't care what I say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> with all of his recent talk about about protecting minors and and you know about human trafficking and a slave sex trade and all that kind of stuff, what is the one thing that the worldwide human slave trade relies on? It's permeable borders. Yeah. Whether through the ability to bribe. Uh, officials or because of just loose policies on in the host country permeable borders is like it's the sine qua non of of the international human uh slave trade it's it's the spot that that they have to get over i mean you know if you if you've got human beings you want to sell the big thing you have to get through is the borders and that's where the bottleneck is and should be if you strengthen national borders you put a great big old uh, crimp in the human uh, slave trade, you know, especially sex slaves. Yeah. Um, now there are countries who are just going to allow it within their countries. Okay, but but you could at least reduce it to those countries somewhat. Yeah. So I I think it's kind of hypocritical for the Pope to be uh, talking about wanting to um, fight. You know. I don't know even know what he's uh, wanting to fight here. I I just know that I just know that it's directed at fight, Trump. Fight minor. Minor abuse and yeah, you know, abuse of minors. No more through, walls. Through uh, well, here it goes. Uh, the issue of migration will never be resolved by raising barriers, fomenting fear of others, or denying assistance to those who legitimately aspire to a better life for themselves and their family. What a load of hogwash. He's just. It is. He's whining about the wall. Is what he's doing. Exactly. And, uh, it's, it's he's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an unveiled. Um, yeah, I don't unveiled shot. I don't see him uh, uh, inviting all these migrants into the Vatican to live. Yeah, yeah. Let him live with him. But my point is, is he? You know, just the other week he was talking about the evils of of abuse of minors. Yeah, in the in the sex slave trade, and with this kind of talk that he's doing right now, he's giving harbor to the international sex slave trade. Yeah. He's encouraging the international sex slave trade with these kinds of attitude and with these kinds of teaching. See, I don't. I'm. I'm starting to wonder if, because um, right away I kind of feel like saying, well, I, 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 I go between thinking he's so stupid he doesn't understand this, or uh, he's just a really bad guy. It's only. <laughs> it, it seems like it can well, only there, be one of a, those two. There's a principle um, of. Uh, uh, I, I don't know who first voiced it, but it says never attribute to malice what can be explained by stupidity. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's, I, maybe I he's just not that to, bright. I try to stay there. Now, when 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 you have uh, you know stupidity compounded on stupidity compounded on stupidity in a, a, a group or in an individual that that it doesn't make sense for them to be that stupid, then you start to think about malice. Yeah. And that's where, you know, it's like, okay, what, are you trying to dismantle the church? Are you trying to dismantle aspects of, of, you know, the ways of the world? Are you are you really just trying to be a, you know, a, a global communist throwback without without revealing that that's what you're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, with some of the stuff, like, you know, trying to use Im- migration instead of immigration as though national borders aren't real, stuff like that. Yeah. You, you've got to wonder. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, let's see. We've got a judge in Alaska. Well, you know, it says, okay. okay, is a federal judge for the District of Alaska is ruling that okay. Trump's executive order allowing uh, drilling for gas and oil in the Arctic Ocean and parts of the North Atlantic coast exceeds his presidential power. So, I the judge is saying he needs congressional action. I don't know if that's going to go... If that's going to go up to the Supreme Court or what? I don't know. But we've got another judge stopping Trump from making America great again. So, I mean, what's oh, new? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny how, how you know, all these uh, liberals want to uh, throw congressional authorization in the face of things Trump's doing when they weren't willing to, to um, 
they weren't willing to uh, put Congress in the way of Obama. Right. Never. When they should have. I mean, Obama did so many things that uh, without any kind of um, congressional action. Congressional I, I action. Mean, he, now, Trump overturned most of it just with a pen because all of it was executive orders. Yeah. Now, here's here's an interesting thing. Uh, one of the things that Trump has has been about, and you know, in fact, one of the things that he's said he would do is to dismantle uh, the administrative state, uh, which is this kind of it's, yeah. it's like the you know the bureaucracy within the government where all the rulers all the rules are really made. So Congress authorizes just general broad powers to these bureaucracy and then all the rules are made inside the bureaucracies and if you run afoul of them they they bring their power to bear and 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 you know the court rules aren't even the same and stuff like that it's it's an administrative um uh you know failure to comply it's not quite the same as a crime but it can affect your life just as much so so you've got all you've got this and and trump one of the things trump has said is 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 you know he he doesn't believe in the administrative state so he's talking about this man it so in an irony if if these movements like like this judge in alaska and others actually end up getting the the whole country's um mood to swing back into this idea that hey congress has to actually authorize things in order for them to happen yeah they could end up unwittingly promoting trump's actual agenda yeah or at least one of them See, I I think he's got... Look, when you hear him talk, you would swear he's maybe... Uh, I, I don't know. You you would swear he worked a blue-collar job his whole life, you know? Oh, uh-huh. I mean, he, just he, he doesn't like articulate a, well. And he speaks... Yeah. He, he talks like the he's down to earth, but um, I, I, I think he's got a lot more planned than we realize. I think he's a mm-hmm. lot... I think he's a lot smarter, or maybe it's just his instincts, but... I think he's, uh, I think he's thinking way ahead of most people, and that might be where he's thinking ahead. That could be, could be. So uh, we got Russia; they're opening up a training facility in Venezuela, um, hmm. which we we warned them against that, and um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We told Moscow not to send troops or military equipment to Venezuela, and it seems like right. they are doing that right now. The M, uh, let's see, MI thirty-five millimeter gunship and transport helicopter is a training facilities for pilot is what they're doing. So they're trying to give military support to prop up the. the <laughs> I think that's what's going on. Yeah, they're the crumbles of of the socialist remnant of a government. Right, and it's I'm, uh, why. I don't... Yeah. Hey, we, we, we need them to be ongoing proof that socialism doesn't work and that communism's a big failure. So let's prop up their government with military power. It doesn't even make sense from Russia's point of view to do that. Yeah. Because, I, I mean... Because I mean, Venezuela is just such a complete failure as, as a socialist experiment. Well, I guess we'll even see. I, but but I, I have to wonder if this is going to turn into something bigger. It could you turn know, into I mean, something. Like, it could, I mean, it depends on... How we're, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, what, or uh, Cuba. And, you know, it doesn't help that, uh, I mean, it, it could very well because Putin is, um, he wants to restore Russia to its former, um, place as a leader of a block. Right. You know, the, the USSR. The old Soviet bloc. He wants to bring back the old, uh, USSR. That, that's, that's what's on Putin's. So let's see what else we got. Um, Okay, so the Senate voted to... The Senate uh, Republicans, they voted 51 to 48. Um, and what they're doing is they're limiting the debate time for Trump's appointees um, to two hours instead of 30 hours. Okay. So before they... Every, I, I guess this is for like his judges and all the other people. I don't know. But like uh, that, they right? had... 30 hours of debate that had to happen I required previously required 30 hours is what the the way this is reported so huh I didn't know I that would, no I wonder it's taken know. so that's, long that's astounding that's yeah. insane I mean I could see okay a 30 hour delay from entry to to uh, you know to voting so oh so wait say, a okay, minute what I think okay I think this is what happens is um if if there's a simple majority 
and not a what's the opposite of a simple majority? Like a super majority. Super majority. There's no like super folks. majority. Then, in order to make the simple majority win, there has to be 30 hours of debate. You oh, know what I mean? And they've they've changed the rules to limit it to two hours. Uh, okay, now it makes sense. Yeah, that's okay. that's apparent. Well, that's right. really good though because. I think there's a long line of people that Trump still needs to get in, the, the and it's been two be, damn yeah. years. And it's stupid because the, there's, you know, the people who are are voting against them is is not on the qualifications or anything. They're just voting against them because it's Trump. Yeah, that's all. Who's appointing them? Yeah. They're going to vote against anything Trump does, including his appointees. Right. So that, that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. in that context to do that. Yeah. Uh, speaking, of, I mean, there's there's this ongoing stuff with the Mueller report and the uh, Democrats want a full copy of it, which is illegal. It's already been established that's illegal for him to turn over the whole un, the whole unredacted report because oh, there right. are uh, right. grand jury uh, testimonies. Yeah, grand juries are supposed to be kept secret and stuff like there's that. There's a lot of things yeah. that really shouldn't be right. given to the public there, but um, I, sure. I'm kind of for the public report, but I, I mean, obviously, some things have to be, but not contrary to the rule of law. Right. In this case. <laughs> I, and I mean, you know, just... Mueller was going after everybody, and he ruined a lot of people's lives. And mm-hmm. releasing that report unredacted would probably ruin some more ruin lives. Some more lives. Yeah. yeah, that seems to be the game here. Um, right. So, okay, I got two more things. Uh, a Japanese space probe. They fired. They're seeing a bullet. At a uh, at an asteroid to form a crater. I imagine it was more like a missile. Okay. I don't know, but it, it must well, have been it a have big been a bullet. bullet. But how do you fire a bullet in space? Well, they, I think all they meant was that it was ballistic and it's not guided. Okay, so I, well, I I wonder how they did. I wonder if they used what what did they fire it from? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have been like a, a gunpowder type of thing, unless they could somehow provide not, well, the oxygen for that. Probably not. Well, I don't think gunpowder needs oxygen. I I think that's what the the th- chemical reaction. Is. You think the oxygen is in the powder? It, it, well, to, it needs oxygen chemical, to burn. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think it uses oxygen as part of its chemical process. Okay. Well, I'm gonna find that out. Um, okay. Either way, the idea but, was to hit a yeah. to create a crater on the asteroid so that they could get underground. It would be easier to get the samples, <clears throat> underground samples. Oh, okay. And get deeper into the asteroid to get samples from it. And I guess this so probe is, is going to be able to come back. Is, oh, wow. I, so th- this is a probe that's going all the way to the asteroid belt. So this is beyond Mars, between Mars and Jupiter. And it, it must it must have... Are you speculating? It or must do you... be... Well, that's where asteroids are, between Mars and Jupiter. Well, there are some asteroids that are closer, though. Well, I didn't. I didn't realize that. I thought the asteroids were the the uh, the rocks that were orbiting the sun between the Mars and Jupiter orbits. Okay, I, I think there are some, uh, some rather large ones that are that kind of wander around and have gotten knocked off a of course into a belt, and they're in okay. different spots, different orbits. Okay. I don't so think this I can, this is I'm a space a probe that is approaching some asteroid somewhere. And it fired first. It fired. It, it fired a projectile at the asteroid in order to create a crater, a crater, so that it could then do something to get samples from the core of the asteroid. Right now, whether it's, I don't know if it's going to bring it back to Earth or if it's going to or go ahead and analyze it. Analyze there. it. But it wants okay. to see what's under the uh, uh, what's under the surface on this. So, huh? Know, it's kind of it's pretty neat. I got to read more on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then finally, we've got Jennifer and Sarah Hart. Have you heard about them? No. Gay couple in California. Mm-hmm. They adopted six kids, and they drove Those off a cliff, uh, killing themselves and their entire family. Seriously? Yeah, well, that's... Like, like yeah, they, they grabbed purposely. a bunch of kids and just, like, Thelma and Louise it right with all the kids in the car? I don't know if that was the plan the entire time, but it looks like, yes, they intentionally killed themselves and the kid. Why would they do that? That's I insane. Know. That I mean, I think, that's uh, horrible. That, but I see it's, it's saying Jennifer and Sarah. So I don't... It says they intentionally killed themselves. Does that mean, like, together, both of them planned to kill themselves? This is... Or did just one of them plan it? 
the other one maybe didn't know. That's insane, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you, it, little things like that, it's like it doesn't do a whole lot for your whole argument for gay family and stuff like that. No. I mean, you'd think especially in California, you know, the land of the goofy, yeah. that, that they would feel right at home there be and not have utopia. any to kill themselves and their kids. Exactly. But they killed everyone, so... Well, uh, I hate to end on a sour note. Hopefully you got something from the na- land of nonsense well, that will lighten the mood. okay. Sure. The land of the, the nation of nonsense here. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? Both, both of my uh, stories from the nation of nonsense um, to, to uh, kind of uh, follow suit on the previous one because they're both in California. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we've got a couple of drivers who spent... Uh, over an hour fighting over a parking spot in, in Los Angeles, and people have caught this on video. Two drivers in California were willing to waste a good chunk of their day duking it out for a parking spot. Uh, the encounter took place in Koreatown, uh, neighborhood of Los Angeles. Uh, dubbed the black car and the silver car, the drivers in each vehicle appeared to spend close to two hours, uh, around six to eight, trying to parallel park along a sidewalk. Wait, wait a minute. The drivers of both vehicles waited in the street, turning on their hazard lights and backing up traffic because of their standoff for a parallel parking this spot is next a, to the sidewalk. This is a Seinfeld this is episode. <laughs> Have you ever it, seen are you it? serious? Yeah, it's a no. Seinfeld. George and uh, one of G- some friend of Kramer's got in a... They're both trying to pull into a spot. And it, it they're both halfway in they and halfway out. They get into a standoff? Yeah, there's a standoff. And it's like the rest of the night... And I think even... Uh, there's at some point a truck needs to get through. So they agree to move the cars and then move them back into place to continue the standoff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it. Only on Seinfeld and California. Yeah. Well, uh, New York and California. Yeah, I guess you'd think in California with with all the uh, non-drivers out there that uh, there'd be more parking area. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. How, I'll tell you what. I, I got to be honest. I hate going down to the parking. I, mm-hmm. I despise it. The whole... Yeah. The whole time I'm going towards downtown, I'm saying a rosary just for a parking spot. And sometimes it works, but sometimes I just drive around and around in a circle looking for a parking spot. And uh, if I can get anyone to go downtown with me, I will. And say, here, you drive around the block a couple times while I go in and do whatever I got to do. Go do your business. uh, And then, yep, that's... But... Uh, I yeah. don't know. I, well, you know, Cincinnati at least has those blocks where, where it, you know, you, if you can get the right way, you, you can drive around in a block or maybe a two-block area of one-way streets only mm-hmm. and just drive around until either something opens up or, like you said, if you've got someone with you, they can just keep yeah. driving around. And they still have some parking garages, but the parking garages are, like, insane. It's, like, sometimes 20 bucks for an hour. Wow. And it's, I haven't seen I mean, that. if I'm working wow. on a machine downtown... That's nonsense. I, I got to raise my prices for downtown town it's like sorry it Mm -hmm. cost me 20 bucks to park yeah my i've always hated downtown (laughs) with passion but okay well apparently it's even worse in la (laughs) well this is koreatown la so yeah (laughs) all right my other one is from san francisco uh unusual home in the uh in a suburb of san francisco uh pays homage to the flintstones complete with dinosaurs life-size fred flintstone wait a minute wait a minute minute. Uh, start over i didn't hear okay in a suburb of san francisco there's this house that plays homage to the flintstones oh okay and they have dinosaurs on their lawns and a life-size Fred Flintstone. Oh, really? And they're in a they're in a legal fight with town officials uh, and a property owner. Um, Why? Well, let's see. Uh, Are you talking about like they want the stuff taken the assistant, down? The assistant the uh, assistant city attorney says we don't like it when people build things first and then come in and demand demand or ask for permission later. It's not fair to everyone else. How about uh, if they don't ask permission? He, he built something that is visible from the highway. I guess these dinosaurs are kind of tall. I mm-hmm. don't know. He built something that happens to be visible from the highway without asking permission. And in California, the land of the weird, that's a no-no. California is the land of that's, the free where everybody's... That's it. <laughs> free to do? Well, yeah. Unless you run afoul of their uh, sense of... Uh, you know, you've got to have the permission of everybody else. What I want to know is where does Hanna-Barbera stand on all of this? 
Well, that would be the more interesting question, wouldn't it? Except yeah, Hanna -Barbera. Uh, dude, I don't you can't just anymore. build our Did, stuff. Didn't they sell everything to uh, to uh, Cartoon Network or something? I I have no idea. Um, I I think they did. I was I was uh, talking to this cartoonist once, and we were he was showing me the different things that they do to to get you know because um, you don't want to if you look at old old cartoons you know you can tell each picture was actually drawn and whereas as they got newer they would have a background and then a character who would move around and the background would stay the same and they would use transparent uh films to accomplish this mm -hmm. and he said Hanna-Barbera was the worst about recycling everything they would draw maybe oh, five new pictures per cartoon <laughs> And just recycle <laughs> yeah. all the old stuff. So a character, you'd see the same character. It's the actual, the same drawing for like a whole season. They didn't draw one new character. <laughs> you've got the, you've got the, you've got the animation of Shaggy walking, mm -hmm. and they would just play that animation with different backgrounds moving behind right him. everywhere. <laughs> Sometimes then... not even at the right speed for his feet. <laughs> so I wonder if. He stole some of their uh, recycling stuff, and he's putting it on display in his yard. And I don't that, think that's, that's what it. their problem is. Because <laughs> there's no uh, this 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 seems to be all about the the city and the fact that he didn't ask permission that's uh, to put something that happens to be visible from the highway. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Hanna Barbera suing him or something. Uh, she uses the yard. This is the owner. Uses mm -hmm. the, no, no. This she uses the yard for charity events and stuff like that. I don't know. People like it, but but the city doesn't like that uh, that that she didn't ask permission. <laughs> you know, I would bet anything that somebody has a personal problem with this guy, like got in an argument or something with him, and that's where this whole thing stems from. I it's just people are like that. I think so. I think so. Well, hopefully but, he wins. You know, to to me, the, the this the quote from the the assistant city attorney uh, just uh, to me it says everything. We don't like it when people build things first, yeah, and then come in and ask for permission later. It's like, well, why do well, people have to ask permission for anything? You know, I'm building it. What do you unless, care? Unless what they're building represents some possible, you know, safety problem to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's just how liberals I'm gonna, are. I'm going to build a. I'm going to build a a uh, model of a dinosaur on my yard. So what? <laughs> but you know, in California and probably in a lot of other parts of the United States, uh, you know, in, in today's modern age, people people get upset about that stuff too. The you know, city officials and stuff. Yeah. They, that's kind of a modern thing. They just don't like people being allowed to just do stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like it's it's a it's a problem with modern politics. That's not what all the neighbors are doing. So uh, he shouldn't do that. He should get some kind yeah. of special. Permission permission for doing that or it's, I, I, mm -hmm. I cannot imagine living in a place with uh, <laughs> like homeowners association Jason's getting his taste oh, of that right now I think oh he is I know he wants to build that shed he was told that it wouldn't be a problem yeah and now he's got to get approvals and stuff for a shed yeah. he wants to build a shed in your backyard yeah and no man should uh, not have a shed yeah <laughs> all right is that so all that's got? all I've got okay that's all I got well uh Hopefully, uh, we made something made sense for for some of these truthers out there. Or, I don't know. I, I guess I guess my point was uh, I I just wanted to let some of them know it's okay. You know, you don't got to feel the whole world's against you. And I th yeah. I think a lot of them do. Yeah. And uh, it, it's okay, even if they're lying to you. So what? It's okay. Yeah. I mean, you you don't and you don't need to make up stuff. There's enough of the world being against us just because we're Christians. Yeah. Yeah, there's enough where there's enough apparent things that are against us. We don't got to make up stuff that's not apparent. So, right. um, I guess think about what we said. And, and as always, circle the beads.